with fast funding up to $10,000 available through net credit. Our online application process was designed to get the money you need quickly if approved. You can borrow an amount that meets your needs and repay in a way that works for your financial situation. And we report on-time payments to credit bureaus so you can build credit history as you repay. See what net credit can do for you today. Check your eligibility without affecting your credit score at netcredit.com. All net credit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the net credit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. Hey guys, how you doing? JP Sari Kolia here and welcome again to another episode of Age of Heroes, my podcast. Welcome to those who are listening through the different platforms, iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastBox, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all of them. You know, there's so many platforms out there now and thank you for those who take the time to listen. And also to those who are watching through YouTube, thank you for the support. Thank you for, you know, spending time with me. It's definitely a, a blessing and a joy for me to do this. I enjoy doing the podcast. Unfortunately, I don't get the chance to do it as I wanted to do. I really want, if, if, if it was me, I'd be doing this podcast on a daily basis. That's bottom line. That's how I started the podcast. And it was on a daily basis. It was a lot of work. It was, um, but it was fun. And, you know, it went into more like of a weekly thing. And now it's just sometimes we get an episode here, an episode there. I skip a week, which I don't like. I definitely, I, I, the type of person that I enjoy when things are set, uh, when things are done on a schedule, I'm more like that. Uh, I thought I was free spirited when I was young. Uh, but then I came to realize that I do like the conformity, I suppose, of, se- of certain uh, systems and having a schedule is, is, I think is good. Maybe as I get older, I realize that I'm probably conformed to it. It's just the way it is. Life, it works that way. And it, it works for the best. I think when, when you are constant and consistent with what you're doing, and particularly in YouTube uh, or anything, podcast, it does uh, produce better results. Uh, you get more people listening, watching, all of that. And ultimately, everything we do in social media is about bringing views and listeners and all of that. And we want to spread that message, whatever message we have. And that's one thing that I enjoy about this podcast is because like here I can spread my own message, whether people listen or not. And I know some of you are constant, are consistent, are faithful to the channel, to the podcast. You listen, you watch because you like what I have to say. And even if you don't agree 100 percent, you understand where I'm coming from. And I think in the end, that's what we need in, in any society. We need in any community. We need to have that discourse. We need to have that constant evaluation of thoughts. We have to share those our thoughts, but also we have to listen to someone else's thoughts and have an analysis of things because I think that builds things uh, and makes things better for all of us. And, uh, you know, it gives us a better perspective. But in this podcast today, now from after that introduction, I want to talk about a thing that I've been thinking about and I have talked about it in the past multiple times, but I never really, uh, I would say, really took it by the horns. I never really went directly to that subject and talk about it. And it's in regards to who is a collector. That's the question. Who are collectors? Who are they? You know, because we always hear this constant word that it's repeated everywhere in every hobby that I'm part of, where there is statue collecting, which is my main hobby, but also omnibus collectors. And, uh, you know, this case in the action figures and toys, all of that, there's people that consider themselves collectors and we all call collectors. You collect this, collect that. It has become a word that is used a lot of times 
and, and I will tell you, it's used a lot. And in many ways, we can call all of us, you know, we're part of this community that we're collecting, we're buying things and we are adding to a collection, building that collection. We can call ourselves collectors. And a collection can be small, can be big, whatever. But there's something very unique about a collector that not everyone is a collector. Not everyone. I can, I can affirm that. And I have come to realize that after many years of collecting many things, they are fans and they're collectors. And for the most part, collectors are fans. For That doesn't mean all collectors are fans. That's bottom line. But not all fans are collectors. And even though you may be the type of person that likes to buy things here and there, you like to add this to a collection and you're building a collection, that doesn't necessarily make you a collector. Because a collector is a person that is collecting things. And sometimes it becomes an obsession. You know, that's the one thing that we have to kind of set in, uh, right here. Collecting can be an obsession. And to the point that you, the only thing you, the only thing that you constantly are thinking, regardless if your display looks good or not, you're always thinking about the next best thing, what to add to build this collection, whether you display it or not. Because believe me, not every collector is displaying the stuff. Because I will tell you one thing, this is the thing. A lot of people that call themselves collectors are not necessarily collectors. They are what I would call, and I always say, they're home decorators. I could say that. They're mostly displayers or showcasers. That's just the word I'm going to use, showcasers. They're the people that want to showcase the stuff. They're the ones that are building a display, a diorama, whatever. They're displaying something that they can showcase in their home, in their, in their cave, men cave, in their living room, whatever, in their movie theater room, whatever space they have. They're, they, they're building a display and they want to showcase it for the friends that come over or for people in social media, they're just posting pictures or going online or in, on YouTube and posting videos of their collection. Many of them are like that. You know, I'm not saying that everyone is, is, is just a showcaser. Some people, they just love that. And, they're the, and when I know, when I see a showcaser, a displayer, a home decorator, uh, is when constantly I see people that even on social media, they tell you, oh, I don't care about the value of this stuff. I'm, I'm not concerned about if it increases the value. I don't care about addition sizes. But a true collector, and I'm using the word true collector here, or the expression true collector, and I know some people are going to disagree with that, is the person that really cares about those things. You know, a collector cares about the value of the items it, the, the collector purchases, whether it's a male or female. They do care about value. Why? Because you're collecting valuable items. If you're collecting something that has no value, at least for, you know, in the immediate uh, surrounding you know, for people that you deal with, then you're collecting something that you can be collecting garbage. You know, so a lot of people like to collect certain things and weird things. That's for sure. Like stones, for example. But a collector really cares about value and rarity. Rarity. Um, I use the word there. Rare items are important. You know, rare items are important. You know, and if you care about that, those rare items, uh, it, it definitely you are a collector. You know, this is the thing. Not like, again, not saying that, you know, at the end of the day, and I got to be honest with you, when I started doing a statue collecting, for example, I didn't care much about value because back in those years when I started collecting in the early 2000s, uh, there was not much of it in the sense that, you know, like there were not many companies out there selling this type of products and people didn't care much about it. It was not like as an inflated industry as it is now with so many companies producing and trying to push the, the, you know, pretty much the bar into something totally different, more natural looking and almost human-like. 
it, there was nothing like that. It was just about having something that you enjoy and you like, and there was not many options out there. But of course, the the industry grew as you know there was more interest and more more fans became one of in one way or the other collectors. There was there was more demand for these items, and companies rise up from that, from from pretty much the ashes of some other companies that no longer exist, smaller companies. And then you start having, you know, this community start building up, you know, so you're seeing the forum is being formed. Then you, of course, now we have the Facebook groups and all of that. And this is this big uh, cry and demand for collectible items. And so many companies are coming every single week. There's a new company selling something new and they're coming from all over the world where there is particularly in Asia. It's just it's full of companies, you know, the small island, you know, I would say islands, but it's small countries. Like Singapore, for example, have so many companies there, just there in that small country. Places from like Malaysia, you know, even the Philippines are companies now rising up. You know, China, Japan, all these countries in Europe, there's companies also rising up. Brazil, you know, you have Iron Studio. So, you know, companies in America. So there's everywhere from a lot of corners of the world where companies are coming up, bringing something totally unique, very different. And they want to be in this market that is crowded, but at the same time, it's selling, you know, things are selling like hotcakes. You know, people can complain about the money all the time, about the price going up. But to be honest with you, as long as there is the market, as long as there is a demand, price is going to continue to rise up because it's the demand. The more there is demand, the less supply there is, there are things for certain things. In this case, raw materials that are actually invested into creating this, this statues then definitely is going to be a higher demand, higher price. The cost goes up, but people keep buying. And as long as people keep buying, it's always going to be that market. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash coke to save up to $20 on passes plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. But in all the craziness of all of this, a collector is a person that, uh, and I will tell you, like, again, going back to what I said before I lose my train of thought, back in the, the years when I started collecting, there was no, there was no, I would say there was no mindset of a collectible market for statues I would say this, that started changing with Bowen Designs. With Bowen Designs started creating these lines and this is pretty much a different series of things, you know, with the buzz and, of course, the statue, full statues. And then you could start seeing that people really getting into it. They wanted to have full sets. They wanted to start buying not just one, but, you know, like not only one buzz of, a, you know, favorite character, but they wanted to buy the whole line, the whole face. And... It became a constant thing. People wanted to start building particular collections. If you're building like an Avengers collection from the classic, you know, from the 70s or anything more modern, you have that. Also with the, you know, you want to do the Fantastic Four or if you want to do the X-Men. But in particular era where there's classic X-Men, where there is like in this case the the John Byrne era, the Chris Claremont era. You want more of the 90s era. So people start kind of building all these different displays. And then, of course, the exchange. People are start exchanging things for the things that they really care about. And the trading became such a, an important thing. You know, that is when you start having really a statue collectible market. In this case, uh, um, when the statues become more than just beautiful things or figurines that you collect here and there, they become items are valuable. 
where people are buying and paying a lot of money for different bus. It was a time where bus were expensive in the aftermarket. You can find a bus now. You can find them for $50 or less or sometimes, you know, something like some of them are still rare. But they're bus that you can, they were in the hundreds of dollars, close to the $1,000 mark at some point. And people would be surprised because I, I see all these people. And this is one thing that I will tell you. A lot of these collectors now, the new collectors or the people that are calling themselves collectors that come now, they've been here for a year, two years, and now they, they're know-it-alls. And I, I'm sorry, but I've seen so many know-it-alls in the in the forums and the groups uh, and on Facebook that they're constantly talking like they the big game. They know like they know everything. They've been here like just a year or two years collecting, and now they have all the answers for all the questions you may have. I don't like people like that, to be honest with you. And I don't want to offend anybody here, but that's just the truth. I don't like people that they think they know it all because if you have only a year, two years of experience as a collector, your experience is limited for those for that frame time, you know, that frame of time. That's about it. You don't know the thing, you don't know how this evolved, you don't know how things move, you didn't know how this became what it became now. I'm sorry, but your experience is limited. But I'm telling you this. When you've been here as long as I have been, and I'm, I'm not telling you that I'm the people that have been the longest, you know, but I've been here long enough to really know this. You realize that the evolution of this market ha has changed some trends. Of course, some things have changed, some things have improved, but there's still value in the things that are old, you know? And the thing is this, why there's value? Because they're old, they're classic, they're iconic. You know, this is the thing. You can make comparisons. People always make these comparisons about, oh, you know, and I've seen that and I found it very stupid. Saying, oh, the art is better now. The statues are, this art, you know, they call it grail. Everything is grail. One day I'm going to do an episode about the grail war because it can be overboard. People use it too much. But the thing is this, like when you have all this different uh, new, you know, art that is kind of realistic and some is realistic, that doesn't mean that it's better that I would even call you a Bowen statue that was done maybe like 15 years ago. Why? Because that statue had a lot of value. And there are some bronze statues that were produced by Bowen Designs back in the day that today, if you go to an auction, they sell for $20,000 or more. They are busts that he created that are super rare and rare to find. Those things can go under $1,000, $18,000, 25000 even more for $30,000, I've I seen some stuff like that. Why? Because they are unique. Because they are just rare items that are, you know, not everyone wants to leave. And because they started a trend. It's like when you see an auction when people are paying a million dollars for a number one issue of Superman or with the action comics, but also in or a Spider-Man number one, things like that, you know, Amazing Fantasy, all of them. Why they're paying that much money? You could say, well, that is just, you can actually get, go to Comixology and get a copy. You can buy all the extra copies or the copies of those that constantly are reproduced and you still have the same comic book. No, you don't. You have number one, the first one, the first series, and if it's in high quality, you know, graded in the top quality, of course, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be more expensive. And you compare that to something nowadays, and I've seen people making the comparison, oh, but the art is better now, the colors are better because they're digitally done, it looks more natural in the comics. I've seen people that, if you're comparing, a, in this case, a comic book, the art of today, to something that was classic back then, at the end of the day, regardless of what is your appreciation of art, or what is your understanding, or what is your favorite art, you still gotta give credit to that number one issue. Why? Because... It is the one that started the trend. So the same happens with statues or action figures or anything. The ones that started the trend are going to be the most expensive. That's the reason why you're going to go to places where you're going to see even on toy, uh, toys. You go to different stores that they sell vintage toys, 
the most rare toys are the ones that they started the trend and their full packet, you know, the, in the box in and everything in the packet, all of that stuff. They are going to be more expensive. They're going to demand more because they're classic, because there are people looking for that particular toy. And yes, toys are better nowadays. They have better articulation. They're looking better, almost realistic. The companies are doing amazing work with that. But there's always going to be something that is going to be attractive about something that started the trend and people want that and they're willing to pay the price. Now, if you're the type of person that cares about those things, then you are a collector. If you're not care about it, say, well, I can just go for the Prime One Studio because it's the best statue ever and I'm using statues now and I'm, not, and, and I'm going to mock the Bowen Design statue because, oh, that doesn't look realistic or even Kotobukiya because I see people mocking even Kotobukiya stuff. I'm telling you, you're not really a collector because a collector understands the value of those things. You understand that those items in the moment they came out were it's so important for the community. We're really, really breaking molds. We're really pushing the trends into what it is now. And I'm telling you, if you really think that this is what they're producing now is the ultimate thing, then you don't know much because ultimately, I'm telling you this. The next company that is going to come on board is going to take over and it's always going to be that competition and constant evolution of art. However, it doesn't mean because the, the art becomes more realistic, it means that it's better. There's always going to be this love for things that are classic. Like you can see on my display back there, I love things that are classic. This is just to me, my appreciation of art. I love the stuff that to me represents something. For example, that juggernaut from Bowen Designs that you can see back there. I love the juggernaut by the Schiffler Brothers. It is, in my opinion, up to this day, the best juggernaut statue. And it was for many, many years. And I still love it, you know. And I compare it with the Kodobuki and my channel. I still prefer that one. And I love Eric Sosa's work. But I love that. And it's not perfect. It is not perfect. There are imperfections even in the design. But I'm telling you, I love it because it represents a lot. And if you're looking for the best, uh, I would say, uh, Juggernaut statue by Bowen Designs, that's the one you have to go for. It represents a lot. And for the longest, it was really hard to come by, really expensive. I paid good money for it uh, because I didn't buy it when it came out. But I paid good money for it. And still, I'm still satisfied with that. It's, to me, the best. And I'm just an example. There's so many other statues that Bowen did that are amazing, in my opinion, and still better than anything else. And yes, you know, my appreciation maybe is tainted by my own perception. But at the same time, you know, it's to have to understand what it meant when it came out. When it was sold, when collectors were looking for it because they were valuable items, rare to find, you know, when you didn't get the chance to buy them, so people were going for them. The same thing I can say, for example, I've seen people mocking the SciShow uh, Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, the original PF, the OG PF. People mocking it, saying, oh, that's terrible. i see people mocking it as the worst thing that ever happened with their better Hulk, supposedly. But if you have never seen it in person, and I have, you know, I had it and sold it to... And I'm telling you, it is a beautiful, beautiful piece. There's something about it that is unique. It's very, very unique. And I, I, I'm telling you this, when you look at those things, when you look at the beauty of these items, and when you look at what they represented when they were out, when they were unique, when they were like the top of the line, then you realize the value of it. And that value doesn't go away. That value doesn't disappear. That desire for collector doesn't disappear. It's going to be years. They're going to produce multiple hulks. Sasha's going to produ keep producing hulks. And every other company is going to produce beautiful hulks and all that. But that PF is going to always be remembered as the number one. Why? Because and it has nothing to do with the beauty or maybe the paint was not as the way the paintings are painted now. 
but there was so much that was behind it and around it. And it really, you know, pretty much gathered so much following that people are still going to consider the OG and the best, regardless if it's better based on your appreciation of art. It doesn't really matter. You know, it still has value and collectors understand that a true collector understands that. The true collector doesn't mock other statues or other figures just in his own appreciation. A true collector sees the value of certain things. You may not like it. I'm not saying that without you have to love it or like it. You don't have to like it. You know, I never really liked the, I would say the, um, what is that? The Dr. Doom on Throne. I never thought of it as great as uh, in many ways until I saw it in person. I realized how much detail is in it. And to be honest with you, it has become the standard that every other throne statue has been created after. Every throne statue that you see today took inspiration, has taken some inspiration from that statue. That's just bottom line. And that's the reason why that Dr. Doom continues to be the biggest or the best Dr. Doom in existence. And yes, some of the new Dr. Dooms with different poses. I love those poses, more action poses, more semi-museum poses, all of that. Even Saisho has done that. But you always have to go back to the beauty of that statue. And yes, maybe in the standards of today, it's not as good and it doesn't hold up as well in, in certain instances, particularly with the mixed media and all of that. However, you know, you have to respect it for what it is. And if you can find one that is in such a good condition, and believe me, most collectors take care of that statue because of the value behind it, because of the, the pretty much the report, because of the appreciation. Uh, it's a statue that definitely has, in my opinion, it's going to continue to increase in value. And every statue is the same. Like, I would say even most recent Grail, like the Magneto uh, from XM Studios. Some people even say, oh, I don't like that. And I will say, I've never been a Throne fan in any type of theme. But I got to give credit to XM because that piece really was what put XM on the map. You know, that's just bottom line. And that's the reason it's a grail. And collectors understand that. Collectors understand that. You may not like that. You may not like that. The, the, in this case, the art in the end, the design. You may not like the pose. But ultimately, you understand why it's so important for collectors and why it has value. That's the difference between displayer showcasers and collectors a true collector understands those things doesn't mock statues doesn't say well that's not that's just terrible that's trash i don't know why people love it because first and foremost and after you know after all you weren't here when that piece was out and if you weren't here when that piece went out then you don't understand what people were feeling about it or that they were thinking about it what we were thinking because i was there and I'm telling you, those pieces represented a lot for the community. Yes, the art evolves, and I'm grateful for that. I'm thankful that we are seeing a constant evolution of art. The art is just getting better and better and better. And I love that. I love that. But a true collector understands that. A true collector is not as concerned about the beauty of certain things. It's more concerned about the value. It's more concerned about the what they represent. Because at the end of the day, I'm telling you, a collector is a person that is born like that. That's just the way I, I see it and the way I've always seen it. Even as a kid, I think I was born to be a collector of many things because as a kid, I love to collect things. I, am, I was the, type, the, the kid that didn't like to play with toys. I just like to create collections. I like to put them on displays and I like to form those displays. And up to this day, I still do it. I love displays. I love to actually, I still always make my list of my most wanted statues. I even have a spreadsheet with all the collections in my mind that I want to build. And I, I have some lists for me for years. I've been carrying this, you know, from form to form to form. 
And I always have those lists of stuff that I want to at some point get. And I really I even add uh, the prices according to the market. And normally every couple of months I go back to those lists and I kind of looking through all of my one six scale collection. I used to have one for my one four scale collection that ultimately I just forgot. You know, I just stopped collecting one four. So I've been collecting one six, one seven, Bowen scales, all of that. So I always create those lists of how I want to build my stuff. Some of those lists have been for me years, with me for years. And to be honest, it doesn't mean that I'm going to maybe anytime soon to finish the line because to be honest, you never finish. A collector never finishes. A collector never is never done building something. It is something innate in your heart. You care about those things. You care about that. And I'm telling you, I understand when people feel like, you know, like when people care about those things, that takes away from the joy of it. And it's understandable. It does take a little bit of the joy when you're only fixated in the price. We only fixated in the value of things on the addition sizes. It takes some of the joy. And I think there's nothing wrong with just being a showcaser. There's nothing wrong with just building a collection so you can have a nice looking room, a collection room where you have all the stuff that you love and people can see it. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you are a collector, you understand the, what a collectible mindset is, a collector's mindset. You realize that all of those things are important. Value is important because ultimately you're always looking for the best thing, the best representation of the character as well. So sometimes you're going to have to change it. That doesn't, you have to sell one to buy another one. But ultimately, ultimately, you're still going to honor and respect the ones that came before it because they represent a lot of things. That's the reason some people don't let go of certain statues. You know, some people don't let them go. They let go of everything else except one thing. Why? Because that means a lot to them. And that little statue can be the ugliest statue in the world or the first statue they ever collected. It might be just a cheap PVC statue when it came out, but it represents a lot of value. That was a, that's collector mindset. That's a person that collects things and wants to keep the things that really are valuable. Ultimately, we're all fans. And now coming to the end of the podcast, we are all fans one way or the other. But just because we're all fans doesn't mean that we're all collectors. You know, some people have the the bug for collecting more than others. And the sense that they don't care about, you know, if it looks good or not. They just care about having that and finishing the line. You know, they may have, even in action figures, you know, like action figures, you can build a figure and all that kind of stuff. And you get a full whole line and there's a figure that you don't, it's the ugliest figure, but it will complete the line. People will go for that ugly figure just because they want to complete the line. That's a collector right there. The one that really gets all the books and some people, they just, have money to burn and they're going to buy everything, but they want to have a complete collection of things. Some people are more, um, they curate their collection. I'm, I would say I, I curate my collection more than anything else. I don't want to have everything. I could have everything, but ultimately I've learned over the years just to curate things. I only keep the things that I like the most or the things that have more value when in one way or the other. And in some ways I'm more in the line of a showcaser. But at the same time, I understand some things that really have more value than others. And I'm going to keep those because they have value to me. That's the reason I might end up buying two books of the same thing. I Like I, I was showcasing recently in my video, I have the new uh, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man Omnibus. I got the, the newest edition so I can retire the old edition. doesn't mean that I'm going to sell that edition. I'm just going to keep it because it was uh, the first edition that came out of the Amazing Spider-Man by uh, Michelini and McFarlane Omnibus. I still keep it. It's still because I'm a collector. I'm not going to let it go. It has value, in my opinion, even though my people not see it because it's been reprinted a couple of times. But I just got the new reprint because that's the one I want to use to read. So those are the things. And I do that with other books, too. So it's not like, oh, it's a rare thing. I can buy a second copy of a book. I have a second and third copies of certain books. 
it's just the way it is i just like it that way uh it's a rare thing but that's the collector in me that wants to have some things in pristine condition and other things i just you know utilize and then i don't want to just abuse them because they have some value whether i live with that value whether I, at some point in my life i said just sell it all and make some money out of it or even my family goes to sell it i'm telling you my 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 daughter's already saying that a couple of times you just said that it's like once you're gone dad can i tell all your stuff and i said yeah go ahead i'm not gonna be here just to fight or argue with you about it just sell it or give it away for charity i don't care it's just you know do whatever you think is right you know i enjoyed it for what it was why why it lasted i, I don't you don't need to build a museum around it um at the end of the day, I think that's what's important. Regardless if you're a collector, like 100% hardcore or not, what's really important is that you understand the value of these things. We need to honor and respect the past, the statues and the companies that actually put this market, created this market that set the foundation, and the one that now companies are building upon it. You know, they're building on top of that foundation. We have to honor it. Uh, we have to be very careful what we say sometimes in social media as well. Uh, a lot of times people, they just simply say what comes to mind. But you have to be careful to say things in the way that comes offensive to some people at the same time. Um, and I have come to learn that the hard way because I'm always speak my mind. And sometimes I offended people. Uh, you know, I understand that. I don't care. You know, well, I do care because I, I don't like to offend people. I don't like to offend people unnecessarily. That's just bottom line. I'm honest with that. I feel that some people get hurt easily. You know, that's just the way it is. But at the same time, I feel that I'm not here picking fights. I'm not here to, you know, to make people uncomfortable. But at the same time, I'm realistic in, you know, what I, I say, you know. And to be honest, you know, over the years, I've learned that. That it's important to be honest and truthful in a tactful way. But it's important to be truthful. Um, and not just to lie to people about certain things and this is the reason why my podcast was created in the first place i'm not here to lie to people i'm not here to you know to to have a different face because i know sometimes in social media it's easier to present this face of things but i hear i can simply express what is coming to my mind what is in my mind already and i do believe that we have to honor that we have to understand you know and we have to understand where we stand you know we are fans i'm a fan of a lot of things i don't collect everything i collect the things that i love the most i collect those things but I also collect things that have not only they're beautiful to look at, the things that really bring good memories, but also the things that have some value. If they have value, they're important to me as well, uh, because I'm not just simply throwing my heart and money into whatever comes. So those are the things that we do. You know, like I, I, we had to see that we have to see that the this market is constantly evolving. The the action figures are evolving. The statues are evolving. Even the omnibuses and the what back in the you know we have masterworks. We have all these different collections. Now we have you know the omnibuses, which is the rave, and then next we're gonna have the oversized collections or whatever. There's always gonna be something that's gonna evolve into something else. However, we respect what it is before us what came before it before the things that we love we honor it we respect it we understand their value we understand why they're expensive and we understand why people demand a lot of things because they represent something and as long as something represents something to someone is going to have value and sometimes that value is going to be perhaps not the value that we see or the what we in our mind we think it should be but ultimately is the value that people put on it. And that's the value that needs to be honored and respected. That's the way it is. But what is your opinion, my friends? What do you think? What do you think about this subject? I know this can be divisive um, because people may take it the wrong way. and might say, well, now you're telling that I'm not a collector. What am I then? You know, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there's a big difference between being a fan and everyone is a fan and being a collector. You know, you can be collectors are fans, but not all fans are collectors. Not everyone that loves Captain America collects Captain America stuff. 
and not everyone that loves some depictions collects, you know, you know, the best depiction. And sometimes, of course, the best depiction is just a matter of perspective. Some people like certain depictions based on what they grew up uh, watching or reading or listening or whatever. They love certain depictions. But, you know, their depictions are classic, you know, like, I will tell you, I'm not really a big fan of Jack Kirby's depictions, but I understand why Jack Kirby is so important. And I know why so many people out there love his depictions. It is not my favorite, but I understand the historical value of it and what it represents for a lot of people. So for that reason, I understand that everything that is attached with Jack Kirby is going to be expensive. That's just the way it is. But what is your opinion, my friends? Let me know in the comments. We love you watching on YouTube. If you're listening to different platforms, you can come to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. The links are down below. Let me know how you feel about the podcast today. If you disagree, do it in a respectful way, of course. And, it, you know, I understand we all think differently. My friends, God bless you. Take care. I will talk to you again. Bye-bye.